watch movie based on video games Think to yourself, this is kinda strange Mario is British, Luigi's Latino Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo Well that's video games and movie Video games and movie Video games and movie Greetings and welcome to another edition of Video Games The Movie, where we talk about movies based or related to video games. Blaine J is currently on assignment, so with me is the amazing Mike King from the Playing With, Hello, the Playing with Power podcast. Sorry, <laughs> jump the gun. <laughs> And I am James Milholland, if you guys didn't know that. And today we are talking about a... I think, I think you forgot also of the taste test. Oh yes, and of the taste test. It's brand new show, episode 3 just dropped today, is that right? It is. Yep. It's on the uh, Playing With Power feed, but it's a different premise where the uh, Playing With Power podcast talks about the issues of Nintendo Power Magazine. We talk about some of the games that were in Nintendo Power Magazine, and uh, we'll be opening a poll very soon so that you can, uh, you the listeners, if anybody here wants to listen, that uh, you can choose what uh, one game a month that we'll be looking at. And then we'll be uh, playing our own. We've uh, recently done Nobunaga's Ambition, uh, Castlevania, and just today we've launched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's me and uh, fellow comedic fellow Canadian comedian Brandon Boswell just playing old Nintendo games and trying to beat them since they kicked our ass in childhood. And it is a fantastic show. I recommend everyone uh, take a listen. It is, it is great work. But today on our show, the Video Games the Movie, we are reviewing a internet sensation, at least it should be a sensation, called There Will Be Brawl. Now I want to say right now, disclaimer, if you haven't seen this movie or this uh, internet series you need to right now stop this recording go watch it I'll pause if you're still here and haven't watched it go watch it alright those of you that have watched it or are familiar um, you know it is a it's 10 episodes it's episodic uh, after each episode they leave a cliffhanger now we're gonna go over the first five episodes today and we're probably gonna ruin the cliffhanger for you so be warned again that's why you were supposed to watch it supposed to watch it why didn't you listen hopefully everyone is going to watch it watched it why didn't you listen so um we're gonna go through each one we'll briefly talk about each episode to give a a vast overview of the entire thing imagine um smash brothers brawl but a dystopian universe it's live action and like we were saying, it's probably the best amateur quality video you can watch. What did you call it again, Mike? Professional Amateurs. Professional Amateurs. Great work, fantastic work. Episode one, Twilight Ruin. Now what's Twilight Ruin about, Mike? Well, it, it uh, prefaces that it has been several years since a string of attacks by someone known as the Cannibal plagued the Mushroom Kingdom, but now they've made the news again. People are wondering, has the Cannibal returned? Has he escaped? Who's been causing all this? And what's the so-called Princess of the Mushroom Kingdom doing about it? 
and we see that the princess has lost faith in the viewer, in the uh, in her citizens, as we follow Luigi lamenting the state of what the city has become, how it used to be great, how he used to see children playing in the streets, and now all he sees is people scared to walk down the streets at night, and uh, things are dangerous all over, even when he's trying to get into his apartment. He whips out a blue key from Super Mario Brothers 2, and the uh, the Jason Mask Phantasmo starts chasing him into his apartment, where he finds Mario banging banging Princess Peach on the couch, which is yes, fantastic. Yes, yes, it's very great. I would say most of this show follows Luigi. You say Luigi's the main character in most of these episodes. Yeah, it's it's about him which i thought was a great spin rather than like following the traditional mario like why don't we follow luigi who's always been player two in life and uh you know make it about him and they they nailed it the makeup was great the voice work was great the actors were on point and uh so mario like he doesn't care that luigi's walked in on him He's just like, uh, where have you been? Have you been? Uh, have you did been you selling coined? today? Can you say that? Or so, something like that. <laughs> did you bring it? Did you bring any coins yes. today? The day ain't over yet, brother. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then what, what happens so next? The, our, 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 our beloved Mario brothers have fallen on hard times, and it turns out Luigi grabs a uh, suit, a briefcase full of question blocks. And uh, it's clear that he has to make a sale to make ends meet. And who should be walking down the street but Wario? Wario is two henchmen. And they, <laughs> from the Snow yeah. Bros, I believe. Ice, yeah. They got the... Uh, it was it Ice Bros or yeah, uh, something Snow like Bros? Yeah, Nintendo game. Go ahead. Yeah, so... <laughs> so then uh, he's just like, Ah, Luigi, you brought the goods! And then... Uh, He's just like, what's with the muscle? Uh, you know, people can't walk down the street anymore. It's that cannibal shit all over again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the guy who plays Wario just, he, he friggin' nails it. So then he's just like, oh, we, let's take a sample. So he takes a question block, pops it, and it's a mm-hmm. mega mushroom. He takes it and he just doubles in height. And he's just like, oh, you always got the goods, Luigi. <laughs> But then, but then he, uh, then a cab pulls up with Mario and Peach, and Mario is just like, "What are you doing? What are you doing talking to this chump?" And then Wario has to taunt him about his failed medical practice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, "If you need work, I've always got, a, I've got a clog down at the shop." And then Mario <laughs> loses it in my favorite scene of this episode, the out of him. where he just. <laughs> He even though Wario's twice his size, he pops him once. So then, and then he loses the power up because you can hear that. Mm-hmm. And then he got then he's got Wario on the ground wailing on him with increasing amounts of blood on his gloves, saying, "I've been a doctor. I've been a referee. Have you ever seen a plunger in these hands?" <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We've never seen a Mario mm-hmm. plumbing game. Uh, and then he uh, then he tells Mario to take a walk to cool off and says I'll get the princess home and oh boy does he, he ever get the princess, the princess home, home and has his way with her well they go to a hotel specifically a Nintendo mm-hmm. love hotel which was uh, a nice reference to the uh, to the previous uh, enterprises of the Nintendo Corporation before video games came along which was, uh, they ran love hotels. Hotels that went by the hour. 
And uh, then we find that the princess, that uh, a Pokemon player and his Pokemon have been found eviscerated. And the princess has uh, decided to do her damn job. And, well, because the cops aren't. So, and, uh, oh, the police officer is uh, Link. He's the sheriff of the town. And so the princess goes to visit the, the cannibal who's yes. been caught. And then she walks up to the cell. Yes. She, uh, she says, it's been a long time, Kirby. And then you hear that voice, which uh, he's just like, hello, princess. <laughs> kind of like Hannibal Lecter. And he's Hannibal Lecter with yeah. Meatwad's voice. It's terrifying. And that's the cliffhanger where we get to see Kirby, Kirby Lecter. Lecter. And and the way they got Kirby is just this amazing like uh well it's it's Kirby is beautiful in his simplicity. Except in this he's got like uh he's like two domes with jagged teeth inside and uh sunken blackened eyes. He's uh he, he's unsettling. But perfectly done so. So, James, what did you think of I this I really episode? liked it. I mean, I was instantly hooked after watching this episode. Um, just to see, like, a taste of what was to come. I mean, this episode you only get to see, what, like, maybe eight characters top tops from, you know, the, the, the Super Smash Brothers brawl. But you could tell that they, were, they alluded to others and there were more coming. So this is what, it, it, it'll hook you. I've shown this, this episode to probably, gosh, five or six people now. And I've seen this episode the most because I have to watch it with them. And it is, I mean, it's captivating. You have to watch it. Uh, and Lakitu, Lakitu as oh, yeah. the newscaster, was mm -hmm. perfect. But yeah, it was perfect. And, uh, and then we get to episode two, a cliffhanger, like you said, with Kirby. And then we get to episode two. And hold on, let me get my notes up for episode two here. Um, this is where we start with, we start with like a flashback, right? It, it's like a, a, a midquel. Like how the princess That's gets right. to the asylum, and what's happening just because the the first episode ended with her at the asylum. This is just like what happened as she was on her way to the asylum, and uh, well, you I described the last one. Oh, you described gosh. this one. Like I said, the first one was my bread and butter, but I know this one. Um, gosh, we, this is the first time we really get to speak to Link, right? And Link has his two henchmen, which are Ike <laughs> and oh, what's the other guy's name? Help me out. Help me out, help me. Uh, what game are they from? Oh, Christ, and you're going to ask that for me. I, I know them best from Smash Brothers, but they're from Fire, oh, Fire Emblem. Oh, from yeah. Fire Emblem. Ike and uh, Maru? Yeah, yeah, that's Maru? it, that's it. And we also get a Maru. glimpse at uh, Zelda. And Zelda's not really what you think. <laughs> yeah, she's um, uh, she's yeah, a bit of a lush. lush. Uh, I think the first time we see her, she's drinking a martini. And her and the princess are getting yeah, she's she's yeah, she's a catty bitch, a bit a bit jealous that the Mushroom Kingdom absorbed yeah. Hyrule and. Uh... Um, and then we also did we talk about Meta Knight? We, have we mentioned his his role at all in this in this story? Uh, well, he's Kirby's jailkeeper at this point, and uh, he's walking the prince. He walks the princess to the asylum, giving her the rules like stay away from the bars, don't talk to him too much, don't answer too many questions. Like you'll get in your head, and we get to see other prisoners yeah, like yeah, Squirtle. Yeah. I think my favorite part of this episode, it happens early on, 
Luigi gets into a cab and there's Game and Watch. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, calls him G Dub. Cab driver. <laughs> uh, Luigi just goes over some restaurant to take a break and then you get to see. Uh, well, they call him the Red Pokemon Leader, but I, we know him as like Ash Ketchum. He looks just like Ash from the television show. And he's got Pokemon like draped all over him. Yeah, but I guess Ash is a TV yeah, character, yeah. so and not a game character, so yeah, they have to call him Red, and he's the uh, mm-hmm. the go between. And then they go to a Pokemon battle, where you go and you see a bunch of little stuffed animals fighting in a Pokemon, <laughs> like kind of like a dog fight arena type thing. It's both sad and entertaining <laughs> yeah, at the being, same time. Yeah, a Pokemon yeah, cockfighting ring, which is hilarious. Um, then this episode, kinda, then it jumps back to the. Let me see my notes here. Uh, you're back in the prison, right? Oh. With Peach and talking to Kirby. Yeah, where he's ta- Yeah, mm-hmm. he's taunting her. And this is where we have a scene that's like straight out of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, perfectly mm-hmm. acted. I mean, they could have gone for slapstick, but they went for truly haunting, while darkly, hu- while darkly humorous, and yeah. they nailed it. And Squirtle even uh, shoots his load on Princess's face. Which is uh, <laughs> offsetting, but at the same time, amazing. And and then you get this. Is this? I, I'm trying to remember this one. This is where Kirby doesn't he do like the thing where he like talks to Squirtle, kind of like Hannibal talked to the guy, and. Uh, uh, well, he no, he's just taunting the princess, saying like, "So I heard that things aren't doing so well outside. You think after dealing with me that your heroes would be up to the task?" Yes. And then, <laughs> and then he's just like, "So tell me, princess, when you're getting your peach serviced, do you prefer long and thin or short and fat?" <laughs> like he already knows. <laughs> why? Mm-hmm. Why choose? <laughs> One thing we are we we already skipped over, and I want us to go back right now. Are the music in these episodes? Um, it is very familiar music. If you're at all familiar with any, you know, of the music from any of these video games, Mario, Kirby, Zelda, you're going to hear different renditions playing softly in the back, which I think was an absolute amazing oh, touch. Sometimes it's like Godfather. It's like Godfather-style mm-hmm. Nintendo music. And I'm not familiar. How does this episode end? Do you, uh... I don't have anything. Um, well, I remember seeing, uh... Yeah, well, Mar- Luigi's at the uh, the cockfighting ring, and uh, he's. <laughs> I love how he's talking with Wario, and he's giving, f- and he's like, "So who are you with tonight?" Well, everybody's got their money on the dragon. Yeah, but who are you with? Hey, that Pikachu guy lost someone tonight, so he's bringing a lot of pain into the ring. My money's <laughs> on that fucker. <laughs> that one was pretty good, and then he uh, he tell, and then Luigi's talking with Red, and it's clear that he like sympathizes with the poor kid. So he's just like, uh, you know, don't look in the box. Don't try any of this stuff, kid. Hold on to your innocence. Like, be a kid for as long as you can. It's the best part of your mm-hmm. life. And then at the end, he starts, like, feeling a little mopey. And then he tells the kid, do you still sing? And he's like, well, sometimes I do. Uh, come on, warm up those pipes. It's been a bad night. So then the boy sings in this beautiful, I don't know, contralto. Maybe. It's, it's very, yeah. like, a soprano. And he's just angelic, and he like instantly bathes in in in, in angelic light, while terrible things mm-hmm. are happening. And we get to see the cops uh, breaking into the palace to find that Mario is on the ground, 
we don't know what state he's in at this point, and uh, no one can yeah, seem to right. find yeah, the princess. Link makes his uh, gives his press conference that the princess is missing. Is that how that? Yeah. And he's. Is that what uh, yeah, it was either that one or the second one. Where, no, I think it was the. Uh, yeah, yes, the it was one. the second one where he's instituting martial law until That's the princess yes, is found. Yes. <laughs> and then we roll into episode three. In episode. Th- Luigi, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Luigi makes uh, a beeline home to Mario, who finds himself surrounded by empty beer bottles and a familiar blue, yellow, and red pills from Doctor Mario. <laughs> yeah, and uh, great reference when uh, he picks Mario up and he starts like, trying to talk some sense into him. Of course, Mario's agitated and angry. And he's just like, where were you? I was there, but she made me go home. And and then he like pushes Luigi against the wall and tries to punch him. And behind him is the Mario mm-hmm. movie poster. <laughs> I was going to mention that. I have that written here. And he punches it. And then he falls and they get drunk. And then they go to one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Can you guess what that's going to be? Oh, the Little Mac. Uh, well, they go to go see Samus, who's working yeah. down at the club, the strip and the club. bouncer the strip is club. Little Mac. Let's make sure we make that clear. Yeah, yeah the, well, the bouncer at the strip club is Mike Little Tyson's Mac, punch out. which was a surprise, but a yeah. great one. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. He has very few lines in this whole, this whole um, episodic series, but man, he looks great. And then, of course, Samus looks even better. She's got that beautiful blue suit, takes off her mask, and she looks fantastic. Oh, we were treated to a, a great little burlesque <laughs> type scene. sitting around, gawking. They're loving it. And even Luigi is having a hard time thinking straight. Like, this girl just... <laughs> She she knows sex. And the best part is she this, she becomes then one of the like major players, major characters throughout the rest of the the uh, series. So we get to see a lot of her, which is definitely a plus. Yeah, and uh, then Luigi tries to get information from her, which leads him to, conversely, yeah, the weird parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, it, it depends on how yes. you're uh, wired. I mean, if, if, if the first scene didn't do anything for you, <laughs> then it was probably because they were waiting to uh, please you oh, with this sure, next part. Yeah. Where he goes to a, uh, a, a similarly themed but differently uh, oriented uh-huh. club where Kid Icarus is up on a stage just twerking and grinding and just doing his stuff. And so then... Uh, there, Luigi needs to get some information out of him, so he takes him into the back. And who's who's whose lap is he sitting on? But Captain, Captain Falcon. Falcon. Who'd have thought? <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, it turns out Falcon's got uh, quite a few little mm-hmm. pets, because not only is he with Icarus, but he's also got pictures of uh, Birdo and who else? Oh gosh, I don't remember. I remember Ike and the uh, the other guy from. Uh, what you call it? Are both there also with their shirts off? I believe. Just both, those are. <laughs> Where are those henchmen? Yeah, have to no, the Link's henchmen. Link's guys are there. It's it's, it's weird. But uh, who's who? Else? Birdo and who else? Who's the other guy? I don't remember. Uh, well, I'm trying to. Okay, well, it is. I remember 
Yeah, I don't remember. But they do leave there. They get they, they get they didn't get much information out of. Did they get much information? They were directed to go somewhere else. Uh, I haven't had a Oh, wait. It's Tingle. Tingle from Zelda. What game did Tingle make his oh, first gosh. appearance in? Yeah, me. This is the episode we get our first glimpse at Donkey Kong, though, right? And yeah, because as Luigi leaves the club, he uh, Samus decides to stick around, and she's dancing with some girls because apparently, yep, that's the way things are going in Hyrule or uh, in uh, in the Mushroom Kingdom. So. Uh, Luigi's walking down the streets going from following one lead to another and then he gets ambushed by some monkeys and the, you know, for all the great makeup we've seen so far, this is where we realize we're exactly at what point yeah, the budget ran out. Yeah, we'll be on this one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to see Donkey Kong looking wall-eyed yeah. <laughs> and he's just like a, got a rubber mask with teeth and you know it's Donkey Kong because he's got the red tie with yeah. the DK on it. He walks up behind Luigi, clocks him, and then conversely, we know where they ran out of money, but then we see what they spent the money on. And when we when Luigi wakes up and he finds himself tied to a chair, and who's wanting to have some words with him because they heard he's been asking questions? Yeah. Ganon. And fuck, he looks great. Yeah, they nailed like the nose, the hair, the goatee perfectly. The wicked yeah, sideburns. And the actor does a great job. I mean, forget sideburns. These forget sideburns. This is a full-on forest <laughs> fire right here. Sure, but yeah, it looks fantastic. And then that's that's kind of where they end it there. They don't talk very much. Or they, do they even talk at all in that one, or is it rolling? Uh, well, Gannon is just yeah, like, "Wake yeah. up, Luigi! I heard you've been asking some and questions." And then we realize, oh shit, Luigi's in trouble now. He's dealing with someone that even Link can't put down. <laughs> Then we roll into episode four. Strange Bedfellows is the title. And I'm just getting my notes up for that one. And this is where we start. Looks like we start with Mario and yeah. Peach in their room. Uh, anything notable there? I have nothing. No other notes. Uh, we just did them in the red. Then we get to back to the interrogation between Ganon and Luigi. And what's shared between those two? Uh, I haven't had time to listen to it because uh, things have been pretty hectic. But uh, basically, uh, Ganon's uh, telling him, "I know what you're thinking. It's not me, but uh, like we gotta we gotta work together to stop this gang war from exploding because a bloodbath isn't good business for yes. anybody." So he's trying to put Luigi. He's trying to tell Luigi we need to cooperate and work together because, you know, like I said, we can't. None of nobody wants a bloodbath, so let's just pull our information together. And Luigi's Luigi, of course, is doubtful because, mm -hmm. like, why the frig would anyone yeah. want to trust Ganon? So he leaves, and he's like, "I'll think about it." And Ganon is just like, "You do that." Then is uh, <laughs> then he like then Luigi blacks out, wakes up in an alley, and the monkeys are pushing him down the alley. So he's been uh -huh. drugged or something. And we get to see him walking down an alley with some great graffiti on the wall to uh, let you know the state of what's going on. Like, Hyruleans go home. To let you know that the Mushroom Kingdom isn't completely welcoming to their, uh, to their new uh, mm -hmm. citizens. And then some, uh, a, great, a great Frank Miller reference. Wait, was it Frank Miller? 
Who's that uh, guy that came up with the Watchmen? Was it Frank Miller? Think, no. no, that's the guy he that did, did Batman. Batman he, same guy did V for Vendetta, right? Oh, then that would be the guy yeah, that did yeah, the Watchmen. Then you guys are linked. I, I have to get back out. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that looks like a freaking mm-hmm. psychotic wizard. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we get to see who watches the yeah. Game and Watch <laughs> on the on the alley, and that was that was friggin' great. But as Luigi is strolling down the alley, he sees a Hyrulean, uh, a homeless guy on the street, with a sim with a uh, sign. And uh, the resolution is not that great. I can't read what it says uh, on the sign. Well, this comes by fa- one of my favorite parts uh, for this episode, and probably for the whole thing, is when we get to see Star Fox and Falcon and Wolf. And the guys who played those three parts, are f- especially Fox McCloud, fantastic. How would you describe Fox McCloud pre-show? It looked like an Eastern European uh, uh, mm-hmm. ne'er-do-well. Like the kind of guy that's just like, yes, I got deal for you. You need I find. I yours, trust me. I get you connected. Yes. And their makeup, everything just looks spot on with these guys. I mean, again, it's amateur stuff, but it's it, it's it's professional amateur, like you called it. The, these guys would dominate at yeah. the furry convention. <laughs> and then you see uh, Sonic the Hedgehog in a wheelchair. You see Solid Snake living in his box. <laughs> Uh, all just hanging out in this dark, dirty, dank alley, uh, surrounding Luigi, kind of giving him the business. I think Sonic is trying to eat, like, uh, a burger, coincidentally yeah. from Sonic's. <laughs> Either that or he's and trying to eat some rings. Some Hyrulean show up, of course. Uh, Link's right and left-hand man. And a little scuffle ensues, right? Yep. Uh, the guards try to flex their authority while the guys are trying, while the, uh, the Star Fox gang are just like, we don't recognize your authority. This mm-hmm. is our alley. You're not welcome here. And of course, when two people think they own the streets, meet, what happens? But a good, good old fashioned fashion brawl. brawl. And, yeah. And uh, they have a good face off. And uh, someone drops a baseball bat. And they uh, they put a sword to Fox's head, but then Falcon just whips out his guns, and they have a nice Mexican standoff mm-hmm. going on. And Luigi, of course, is trying to stop bloodshed yeah. from happening because, you know, he's just he's just trying to keep the peace, man. But then violence breaks out, and people start pummeling each other. Gut, and then uh, N- Ninja comes out of the friggin' oh wait, just like a a thug comes out of the alley. The guards are outnumbered. Sonic jumps out of his wheelchair and then even snake mm-hmm. makes his move and that's when luigi just has to grab a baseball bat and start putting everybody down <laughs> and there's gunfire everywhere people are getting stabbed all over the place it's a you know it's just like the video game just a big old brawl between all these these characters and it's 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 great yeah and then uh, it ends with luigi giving uh, fox a headbutt sonic bites a guard <laughs> Bites the uh, guard, and then Snake runs up and snaps the guy's neck. A little violent. A little violent. Or, mm-hmm. or shanks him. I uh, don't remember what. So, And then one of... Uh, Wolf gets stabbed mm-hmm. by a guard. And uh, then Snake hides back into his box <laughs> to, to evade the authorities. Forget leaving the scene. Just get in the box and turn it upside down, and yeah. nobody will find him. <laughs> and then we get introduced to a brand new character. 
at the very end of this episode. The, uh, yep, the astronaut mm-hmm. from Pikmin is holding up a sign saying end of, end of days. days, while Luigi is lamenting the end of days while he sees two boys playing uh, racquetball. Wait, wait uh, what is that game where you just like bounce a oh. ball against the wall? Or does it even ball? have a name? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Handball, all right. So he sees uh, two boys, which we recognize as uh, Ness and uh, who's the... Like, you know, funny how they brought a guy into a, into a brawl game that never got a North American <laughs> release. Uh, what's his name? Lucas from Earthbound uh, yeah, 3? I, I, I just put two Nesses, so I guess maybe there is someone else. I didn't even... No, one is Ness from Earthbound because you got the hat, and then the other one is Lucas. He's the one that came out from Earth... Uh, Earth yeah, Mother 3 which was released on the Game Boy Advance, but mm. only in Japan. But you can find a fan translation of it. And, uh, you know, since they haven't translated it and given it to us, I say, <laughs> fuck the copyrights and Absolutely. go play it. It's their fault for not... It's not their fault for not giving yeah. you the chance to buy it. Of course. And why should I have to learn <laughs> Japanese? That'd take way too long. Uh, then we get to episode five, yeah. Monsters. And this one... I have here, it starts out with Pikmin, and this is where, you know, it, it kind of loses a little bit of steam for me, because mostly because I didn't play this game, so I'm sure there's a lot of referencing going on here that kind of went over my head. Um, and you said you didn't play Pikmin either, uh, correct? No. No, we really could yeah, use Blaine on this one. Bit of blame. Blaine, if you're, if you're listening, this would be the time for you to chime in if you remember this episode. Start episode five here. Um, but, moving through it, uh, we, all, we get another return of uh, Ganon towards the middle of this episode. And why don't you go ahead and tell yes. us what happens with, uh, with Ganon, if you remember. Uh, I don't remember specifically... But it looks like he's been uh, looking up some leads himself. So it looks like Luigi's cooperating with him whether he likes it or not. <laughs> and then he turns on the news. And uh, there we see Link on the news again. Uh, forget martial law. With the lack of a princess, the kingdom needs some leadership. So Zelda will be assuming royal duties. And they'll be introducing Hyrulean rule and yeah. justice. So it, it becomes clear that the Hyruleans are making a power play with the lack of leadership. And that's why Ganon is really with Luigi. Yes. Because he's just like, I'll be damned if I let that little tunic-wearing fairy call the shots around here. Yes, and then we have the return of Samus. And they go to visit the villain from Kid Icarus, whose name is escaping me right now. They're at that bar. Um... Uh, well, they're at the bar, but the guy who runs the bar is DDD oh, from right. Kirby. Oh, that's Kirby, not Kid Icarus. Yeah, 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 yeah. DD. And we get to see Samus with a laser whip mm-hmm. out of a gun. I'm not quite sure why, but <laughs> daddy-like. <laughs> yes, and then they're, they're, they talk for a while, and then there's one of my another great fight scene because Mario shows up, and Mario's. Still, still drunk and belligerent. He yes. hasn't cleaned up his act. <laughs> he hasn't cleaned up his act yet. Mario's still a fucking mess. And there's one hell of a fight scene between Mario and Donkey Kong out in the middle of the bar. And they just destroy this poor building. <laughs> yeah, Mario and Luigi, uh, Mario and Donkey Kong's long rivalry since 1983 mm-hmm. has uh, finally come to a brutal end. 
as DK throws a barrel at Mario. <laughs> because, of course, he's going to. Yeah. But then Mario gets out his hammer, and we finally get to see what happens if you really take a hammer to yeah, a gorilla. It's, it's, it's almost unwatchable in some instances, but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, full-out Harambe <laughs> action going on over here. And then... Yeah. But there's no, no heroism, no nothing. It's just violence for the yeah. sake of violence. And then uh, Link and his crew, or at least the Hyruleans, show up, and they take they take Mario away. Yeah, because yeah, he just murdered... He just fucking... He, he, he just pulled a walking dead on Donkey Kong. <laughs> like, before Negan yeah. and Lucille, there was Mario and the Power Hammer. <laughs> Yeah, right in front of Diddy Kong, too, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone's just horrified, and all they can do <laughs> is watch. But, uh, again, great makeup going on. Again, not for DK. I guess they figured we're going to be killing him very soon, yeah. so why bother? But we see King DDD from, uh, from Kirby's Dreamland with fucking great makeup, great blue skin, great beak great costume great power hammer great okay. everything and he's the one uh Lu he's talking with luigi while mario's uh -huh. causing a ruckus and he's letting him know how again he's with gan like he's not allied with ganon but he does agree with ganon that a blood that bloodshed isn't going to fix anything and that in these times people got to work together but that's going to be a little hard after he kills ddd's yeah. bouncer and so it, it becomes clear that uh, the power balance between the crime families of Mewtwo, who was killed by the cannibal, and uh, King DDD and Ganon, and uh, who else runs the crime? Wasn't there another Bowser? Oh, yeah. Bowser. Bowser. We don't get to him though till later. So hopefully, yeah, you haven't. Uh, no, you've watched all this. But uh, yeah, so the power balance is shifting, and uh, battle lines are being drawn. Things are clearly building up, and Luigi's trying to stop everything from happening while realizing Mario... Uh, Mario's a friggin' problem he's gonna have to deal with before he can mm -hmm. fix anything else. And that's basically where this episode ends, and this is where we're gonna take a break also. Um, we're gonna do another episode probably, I don't know, later this week or next week to finish the next five once we refresh our... I gotta go back and watch these again. Um... What do you? What else? What else you got? Uh, well, I think I've enjoyed. I mentioned everything I enjoyed. Uh, this is just a fantastic series. I wish these people would do something else, or I'd like to see what else these people mm -hmm. are up to. And I'm really glad uh, they did have some troubles with Nintendo for shutting, for trying to shut this down, but they really stuck to that fair use policy, and they were able to. Uh, keep the uh the the band yeah. hammer at bay and get to finish yeah. their production uh, this came out if we should have mentioned this earlier 2008 so it's been um eight years i've been looking around a little bit online trying to see if these guys you know have done anything else and i'm sure they have i just haven't found any links so far but maybe uh, i'll do a little more digging and next episode we can hopefully have something for our audience to if they want more or something similar to this i mean this is this is too good for them of just a bit to, to have ended or stopped this i wish they could have picked up somewhere else or spun off or done something but uh excellent show i recommend everyone watch it make sure you're over the age of 17 it oh, says yeah, it's it, everywhere 
Yeah, there's bad words. Bad words. A little bit of sex, but not not really. A um, little bit of violence. Like, <laughs> a little bit. If you if you don't if you don't count like if you can watch The Walking Dead, and then you can watch episode five yeah, at least. Easy, 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 easy. Well, all right. I think uh, that wraps up this uh, this episode. Mike, where can we find you if anyone wants to listen to you? Well, you can find me on the Playing With Power podcast. The uh, That's on Facebook, iTunes, a whole bunch of uh, 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 podcast apps. But uh, if, like, if you can find us, find us on the Facebook page. Let us know what apps you use, and we'll let you know. We... Uh, we read Nintendo Power Magazine issue by issue, just talking about the artwork, the games mentioned, the articles, the coverage, uh, the products that they try to sell at the time, whether they were good or bad. And uh, we read all the articles inside the comics. We're having a good time reading the Mario and Zelda comics right now. That's the issue we're at. And we also try to have interesting guests, like uh, recently we had someone who actually worked as a game counselor for Nintendo Power. So we try to get interesting guests now and then and every now and then we get good guests like james milholland um and we also have launched a uh because of uh the success with the patreon which is they made it made any money at all that's a success to me (laughs) low low expectations we were able to produce a second show called the taste test where me and uh frequent guest and uh fellow comedian brendan boswell just uh, do some hilarious skits, give our opinions and impressions of uh, video games that we sink our teeth into. And uh, we just, we're sticking with Nintendo games for now, but, you know, we'll let, uh, we'll let listeners decide if we deviate from that. We're having a great time just talking about these games, how hard they are to beat, and our ways of getting mm-hmm. around them. And for us, you can find us Retro Game Core. Uh, it's Retro Core spelled C O R P S dot com. We also have a Facebook page. Is it worth it? Uh, find me on Twitter, James Milholland, or email me directly at goodbuddyjames at gmail dot com. So that's it for me. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and look forward to hearing from us again soon with the the next five episodes of There Will Be Brawl, brought to you probably within the next week or two. Thanks so much, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. All right. I think that went well. I gotta find a way to.
Thank you.